coming up on The Potter's Touch. The reason you're not happy is not your age, is not your looks, is not your wife, is not your husband. The reason you are not happy is not because you're single, is not because you don't have enough money. The reason you are not happy is that your mind is filled with all that clutter all the time. You are mentally and emotionally constipated, locked up down inside of yourself with no vent, no one to talk to, nobody to open up to, no place to release it, and it's building up in you, and that's why your joy is not full and you have no peace. I'm Pastor Cora Jakes Coleman, and every now and again, you may be sitting in your house wondering, have you been forgotten? You have not been forgotten. As a matter of fact, you have been specifically considered for today. The reason why you are sitting here is because God has a special word just for you. So wherever you are in life, be it down or be it up, be it hard or be it easy, God has a word just for you. Take a look. Understand that religion does not constitute relationship. You can have religion and not have relationship with God. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Now see, because we are three-dimensional, because we are three-dimensional, everything, we have to understand that about ourselves and we have to understand that whatever you feed will grow, it will develop. If, you, if you're feeding all of this fleshly, carnal, sensual stuff, and again, I'm not just talking about morals because some of you have got a good grip on that, some of you don't, but, but some of you got a good grip on that, but you are bombarded your senses every day with negative information. I guess you heard about so-and-so. I guess you heard about this. You know they're getting ready to take the car. You know so-and-so pregnant. You know, this is about to happen. They're downsizing on the job. So-and-so's after your position. you just collecting all kinds of information and storing all of that stuff in your mind and then wonder why you have no peace. How could you have peace? You spend way more time with these portals open feeding your mind that kind of stuff than you do in prayer and praise and worship in the presence of God, feeding your mind spiritual stuff. So for to be carnally minded is death. The reason you're not happy is not your age, is not your looks, is not your wife, is not your husband. The reason you are not happy is not because you're single, it's not because you don't have enough money. The reason you are not happy is that your mind is filled with all that clutter all the time. You are mentally and emotionally constipated, locked up down inside of yourself with no vent, no one to talk to, nobody to open up to, no place to release it, and it's building up in you. And that's why your joy is not full and you have no peace. You need to dump all of that stuff out on Jesus and say, Lord, that's your business. Business. Whatever you do with it is fine with me. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. The, the challenge is, is to be built up, is to build up that spirit part of you. And, and, and I'm afraid that we don't do that much. We don't do that much. 
because when it comes to building yourself up in the spirit, those, those spiritual muscles are often very underdeveloped. The TV is exercising your central muscles. The radio is exercising your central muscles. What you read is exercising your central muscles. What people are saying to you is exercising your central muscles. But when it comes to your spiritual muscles, you, you could be a weakling. And I'm, I'm going to tell you how to know you're a weakling. When you're in the worship service, you kind of go along with it. But you really don't get into it. It's not that you disagree with what they're saying, but you don't really connect with it either. It's not that you're against Christ, but you don't seem to get out of it what other people seem to get out of it. Though you like the idea of it, you get bored with it quickly. It's because your spiritual muscles are underdeveloped. I'll give you another sign. I, I put you, I call you to the altar to pray. You pray about 30 seconds, it's not even a minute, and you, you become aware of, oh, my knees are hurting. Oh, you know, I, I gotta change positions. See, that's, that's your mind trying to turn you back to the carnal things and move you away from the spirit because spiritually you're underdeveloped. Prayer is boring. The only time prayer is exciting is when something in your senses is in trouble then you pray hard because you are more in the business of building up that that is sensual than you are praying for the joy of praying because you don't really enjoy praying to a God you cannot see when you can get on the phone and talk to somebody you can hear and interact with somebody you can see and get on Twitter. You spend more time on Facebook than you do in prayer with your little phony friends who check like in your box. You you enjoy talking to them more than you enjoy talking to God and it's not that you don't love God and it's not that you're not a Christian but the reason you don't enjoy it is because you are suffering from spiritual malnutrition and your spirituality is not built up and you only do it out of religious duty and anything you have to do out of religious duty you won't do it long because you don't enjoy it. Okay, I mean, this is what he gave me today. Maybe he'll give me something better next Sunday. I just... I, I, I want you to go to, to, I think it's Hebrews. Is it Hebrews? Yeah, Hebrews 5, 14. Go to the book of Hebrews. I want, I want to show you a couple of things. But strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age. Now, when it says those who are full age, it doesn't mean old people. It, it, it means that the strong meat you have to give to those that are spiritually mature. Okay, and, and it, it defines it in a minute. Strong meat belonging to them that are full age. I, I wish I, Lord, I, I, like strong meat has more revelation in it and it has more liberty in it. The stronger you are, the less restraint is needed. When the kids are little, you go to bed at six o'clock. When you get older, you go to bed at eight o'clock. When you get older, you go to bed at 11 o'clock. When they get a certain age, you don't know whether they go to bed and you don't even care to see you. You know you don't call your grown kids and say it's 10 o'clock, it's time for you to go to bed because with maturity comes liberty. Not bondage, freedom. 
because you have set the pattern when they were children and then when they get older, you release them from the pattern because maturity brings about liberty. You couldn't give that liberty to a child. You don't give that liberty, young mothers. You don't give that liberty to a three-year-old to stay up all night because you up all night and you lonely and you need somebody to talk to. Little Willie needs to go to bed. Strong meat belongs to them that are full age. Those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Those who by reason of use, they have used it. So that's good news. You exercise it by using it. And the reason you're not enjoying it is because you don't use it. If you start working out, the muscles you don't use give you the most pain. It can be a little bitty muscle. One time I was working out, the guy had me doing something like this. I mean, just a little bitty weights, little three pound little weights, doing like that. And I said, <laughs> I, said I, I like to die. Because, I mean, you don't walk around doing like that, you know, not normally. So anytime you're using something you don't normally use, it cries out against it. So if you want to develop it, you have to use it. Now, I want to show you why it's important for you to develop this. And just going to church does not ensure it. Because <laughs> you can go to church and be a spectator and not really be a participator and you don't get what other people get out of it because you're not really putting into it and you don't know how to put into it. It's not that you're hateful or rebellious or fighting God. You don't know how to open up to it because first of all, you are not in touch with yourself. People who are in touch with themselves can make the transition into the spirit more easily because they are in touch with themselves. If you are not in touch with yourself, it becomes difficult for you to connect spiritually because nobody's feeding you through the avenues that you are accustomed to being fed and that's why you're bored. So you're just standing up through the praise service. I see you. You'll be standing there saying, Lord, have mercy. <laughs> Do you have any idea the power of God that would be released in this place if thousands of people started worshiping God for real in this room? I don't mean just going through the motion. I mean if they really got in touch with themselves and started really blessing God. Our goal and purpose in life under Christ is to love and to help one another. And that's the mission of GPS. Together, we can touch lives, helping the hurting, encouraging the hopeless, feeding the hungry, and so much more. Visit tdjpartners.org and find out how you can help impact the lives of generations to come. We are all one global family, touching the world with God's love. What's up, everybody? This is TDJ. I spent most of my life in work mode. If you don't schedule your chill time, it gets away from you. November 9th through the 16th, 
set the dates aside for the Faith and Family Cruise. Put it on your calendar, reserve your cabin, get your beach clothes, get your praise clothes. We're going to have a good time and we're going to be blessed. Go to the Gospel of St. John, chapter 4. It has always amazed me, and I'm, I'm trying not to teach long, but it, it always amazed me how Jesus meets this woman at the well, and they have this weird conversation. This is like the weirdest conversation. He sit down at the well and asks her for water. She comes down to the well to get water. He asks the woman who needs water for water. She then tries to decide whether she's going to give him water or not. Then while she's trying to decide whether she's going to give him water, he says, if you knew who I was, you'd be asking me for water. <laughs> I mean, this is like a weird conversation to me. And, and, and then they start arguing over whose water is the best. And he says, if you drink of the water that I have, you will never thirst again. And then the woman who was about to give him some water drops her water pot and says, give me this water that I thirst not. And neither one of them have drunk. Through the whole story, nobody gets a drink. And then they start talking about religion and, 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 and morality. And, 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 and this woman, this woman, this woman, this one woman that Jesus stops and waits all day to meet down at the well is, I mean, she, first of all, she's a woman. She's not even a man, and women weren't respected as leaders in biblical days. They wait all day for a woman? And a woman who'd had five husbands. Look at this woman, look at this woman. This woman has had five husbands. And the Bible introduces her to us as, as coming down to the well to get water. What is the Bible telling us about the five husbands and the water? This is a thirsty woman. She's thirsty in the natural. She's thirsty in the spirit. She's thirsty in her emotion. She's thirsty in her heart. And the reason she keeps coming down to the well is that she's got a craving on the inside. And the reason she keeps going through these men is that she's trying to find somebody that can satisfy her thirst. And she's been through five husbands because she is thirsty. There's something missing out of her life and she cannot find it. And she is a church woman. She worships in the mountain. She goes to service in the mountain. What, what thing that is consistent about this woman is that she's thirsty. Where are my sisters at? Make some noise. Thirsty women make some noise. That thirst has affected every area of her life. She's thirsty romantically. She's thirsty spiritually. She's thirsty naturally. In every area of her life, there is a reduplication of the same pattern. Whatever you are in this area, you are in that area, you are in that area, you are in that area. And Jesus said, if I give you this water, I can fix the whole circle. Hallelujah to God. Now, we're not going to dance this morning. I'm just going to teach a little bit. Is it okay? And, and she says, this is, this, is, this is the clue to her secret torment. Give me this water that I thirst not, neither come here to drink. 
You know what she's saying? I'm so tired of being thirsty. I'm so tired of being disappointed. I'm so tired of not having my needs met. I'm so tired of living my life in search mode. I'm so tired of not being gratified in any area of my life. I'm tired. I'm tired of the cycle of going and coming and going and coming and going and coming. I met somebody. I lost somebody. I got somebody. I don't have somebody. I think he likes me. No, he doesn't. I'm tired of the cycle. Give me this water that I thirst not. The thirsting is torment to this woman. The thirsting is torment. And all of this happens, man, and neither she nor Jesus have taken a drink. How could they talk all day about water and never drink none? The well is there. The water is there. The thirst is there. And yet they never put a cup to their lips. In fact, when the conversation is over, this woman drops her water pots. She said, the cycle is broken. I won't have to come back here looking for the same old stuff anymore. I found what I needed and I'm out of here. And the breaking of her pots is an indication that you cannot expect me to come back to the same place with the same need, looking for the same gratification ever again. The cycle is broken and she whom the Son has set free is Oh God, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. See, what has brought her to this point is to be carnally minded is death. It's death. It doesn't work, it doesn't satisfy, it doesn't fulfill. You gotta keep coming back again and again and again. Give me this water. I'm, I'm 40 years old. Give me this water. I'm 57 years old. Give me this water. I'm tired. I'm not tired because I'm old. I'm tired of searching. I'm tired of hoping. I'm tired of believing. And when women get tired of believing, they either get grumpy and start complaining or they shut it off like men and say, I don't want it anyway. You're lying. You do want it. You just don't know where to get it. So it's a weird conversation. And I want, I want to show you this one little part. She says in verse 20, our fathers worship in this mountain. And you say that in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. Jesus saith unto her, woman, believe me, the hour cometh when ye come neither in this mountain nor yet at Jerusalem to worship the Father. Now listen to what Jesus says, and I'm going to read it in the NET version. You people worship what you do not know. You people worship what you do not know. We worship what we know because salvation is from the Jews. But a time is coming and now is here when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. 
Jesus just gave you a three-point outline. You worship what you do not know. One group of people worship what they don't know. They, 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 they just don't know what they're doing. They don't know what they're worshiping, but they're worshipers, okay? They just don't know what they worship. Your people worship in the mountains, they know not what. This is false worship. This is flawed worship. This is, this is worship that is based on an inner need to worship, but it, you're worshiping falsely and wrongly and ineffectively, and yet it has been your tradition for years. You can be committed for years, and you can be sincere and be sincerely wrong. Don't let anybody tell you that just because you're sincere means you're right. He said, you, your people are sincerely wrong. He says, my people are right. Salvation is of the Jews. We know what we worship. Now, he said, but here, we worship what we know. We worship what we know. You worship what you know not. We worship what we know. We worship what we know. We worship what we know. But that's not it either. We worship what we know, but that's not it either. We worship what we know, what we understand, but that's not it either. We worship what we perceive, but that's not it either. We worship based, see the Jews worshiped a lot in tangibles, bringing goats and dotes, doves and peace offerings and wave offerings, and oh, it's six o'clock, just stop eating, it's six o'clock again, go ahead and eat, can't move, can't. all of this within the physical realm of what we know, we worship what we know. He said, but the hour cometh and now is that they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Worshiping, the third category is worshiping beyond knowledge. And this is where we lose it. The reason you don't enjoy it is because everything you do is based on what you know. And now I put you in an environment where you have to worship beyond what you know and you're uncomfortable with it. If I put somebody in the room you could talk to, you'd talk right to them. If I put something in there that you could understand, you would respond right now. But anything that requires that you, be, that you go beyond what you know leaves you impotent to perform because Jesus said the hour cometh and now is that the, that the true worshipers must worship the Father in spirit and in truth. When was the last time you did anything to exercise your senses in the spirit? That's why your spirit is weak. That's why your spirit is weak. That's why your spirit is weak. When was the last time you enjoyed being alone? Opening up your own spirit. Cut the TV off, radio off, nobody comes in, nobody talks. When have you, when was the last time you were comfortable without the physical, the visible, the tangible, the touchable? Your muscles are weak in the spirit. They have not been exercised by reason of use and you don't enjoy it. That's why you gotta turn some noise on. You gotta have the TV going all the time. You gotta call somebody on the phone. You need contact in the body realm because your spirit is so uncomfortable that you don't worship beyond what you know. Did you not know that some, if I can get beyond your eye gate, ear gate, mouth gate, that you are not alone ever at any time? Did you not know? Do you understand? Stand up here by yourself. Stand up here just by yourself right there. Look like, just stand out there by yourself. Now, 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 now. come here. C come here. And you, you come here and you come here and, and, and and come on, baby, you, you come here. And, 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 okay, she's standing here all by herself. And I just want y'all, come on over here, join the rest of And I just want y'all to start moving all around her, just moving all around her. Yeah. 
She thinks she's in the house by herself. She does not know that the angels of the Lord encamp round about them that fear him. She does not know that she is in the presence of angels at all times, that she's never been alone, that she's never been by herself, that she never had to deal with anything by herself. She did not know that the angels watched over her while she slept, that they were with her when she got up in the morning, that they were in the car with her, that they were in the car wreck with her, that they stopped her from dying in the car wreck, that they brought her through the test and the storm, that they protected her from evil. She does not know that the spirit world is all around her, but because she cannot see them and she cannot smell them and she cannot taste them, then she ignores them and she takes me to be more real on the outside than them that are on the inside and God needs to open her eyes so that she can see that she's got help all around her, all the time, never been by herself. And I'm not just talking about her, I'm talking about you, and you, and you, and you, and you. Give the Lord a praise. See, I told you, all the time, when we need a word, God is there to answer it. And I am so glad he was able to answer you today. I hope that you take this word and you allow it to penetrate your heart and mind and that you allow it to impart your spirit, that you may move forward in the things that God has called you to move forward in. Remember, I am fighting with you. I am fighting for you. And we get the victory together. Treasure strongholds today with Forever Free. The devil knows that if you ever get loose, everything connected to you is going to get loose too. For your gift to the ministry of any amount, you will receive Bishop Jake's liberating series Forever Free on four CDs and this bonus free Indeed bookmark. How do we learn to manage what is managing us before it destroys us? And when your gift is $110 or more, we will add this cool summer tote bag, 365-day devotional, healing, blessings, and freedom, as well as Bishop's book, Let It Go. It's not that God is getting closer to us. It's that we are coming closer to Him. And the closer you get to Him, you will feel a shift. God desires for you to live forever free. Power over your depression. Power over your fear. Power over your pain! Power over your bondage! If in Canada, visit us online or call to order your digital downloads today. I couldn't feel my arms anymore. I couldn't feel my legs anymore. I couldn't feel my feet anymore. I couldn't feel anything anymore. They said, can't move your finger. And I'm looking at the doctor and he's, she's not moving. I said, oh my God, I'm really paralyzed for real. This is happening to me. How do you persevere when faced with a debilitating condition? When you're, uh, when, you're in a, when you're in a wheelchair, you feel so little. When it takes all you got just to stand in the midst of pressure. I remember the rehab, she said, you want to try to stand up? I hold up this, and they're pulling me, and they say, one, two, three, and I get up, and I feel like this giant. I feel so tall. Wow, that's the first time I stood up. From that point on, I knew I could get out of this. No, this is not going to be the end of my story. I'm going to come up out of this. God will take life's pressures and turn them into power. 
Feel free to reach out to us on social media and share your story of how God is impacting your life. We look forward to seeing you next time on The Potter's Dungeon.